Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond the Bar with Kaylin Diaz here with Ed Reyes. Thank you so much for joining me, Ed. Tell me a little bit about yourself. You're an attorney here in Tampa. Um, would love to hear. You were going to tell me a little bit now, but would love to hear it uh, moving forward. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Edward Reyes. I am the attorney at the Reyes firm, which is actually the, the real name is Edward J. Reyes, PA, but it's too long. Reyes firm is catchy punchy. So we go with that. I got the DBA for that. And um, so, yeah, no, I've, I've had this now for a couple of years. We've grown substantially since I've opened it. I went to Cooley Law School and um, and I opened up the I opened up my firm right after passing the bar. Um, but my previous experience, I owned a doctor's office for 13 years and I owned a uh, gym for a couple of years. And I owned a real estate company for a couple of years. So I'm I'm. I like business, so that's so I literally just jumped in and no complaints. This is awesome. So you are very unorthodox. And why I really wanted to get you <laughs> on the bar is because of how incredible this <clears throat> is. Most of the time, people such as myself, they go to law school, they go right out of undergrad, and they have zero experience with running a business or mm -hmm. having a business. You ran a doctor's office, you ran multiple businesses before. Yeah having a law firm and having your own business. And so what can you say going into law school set you aside by running those businesses that you saw so much that set you aside from your other colleagues and other law students? Well, so I, I started school period at 31. I already had, I have a wife and two kids and at 31, I, cause I did have the doctor's office and I had that, like I said, for 13 years. And I used to own a gym around the same time and uh, the laws were changing and they wanted the laws to be that they wanted the doctors to be on the corporation. And I didn't want to do that because I've had some doctors, they might be doctors, but they're cr crappy business partners. If you ever decide to do work with any doctor, um, a lot of times. <laughs> and, and then at that point I decided to, you know, I wanted to go to, school i wanted to do something and me and my wife we, we we literally just had the conversation and said um it, it was on the way home i was on the way home from the clinic and we literally said i wonder what i would do if i had to close the clinic because the clinic was making me a lot of money at the time that we you know we had met, we had an md we had a chiro with massage therapist acupuncturist um it was 4300 square foot medical office and um also personal injury saw tons of clients there as well and my wife was like, just in conversation, maybe you should go to law school. I said, that's like, <laughs> why not? And uh, uh, the downside to that, I, I didn't have my associate's degree. I didn't have my bachelor's degree. I didn't have my law degree. I didn't have nothing. Um, I just would just learn business through having a business and the bumps and bruises through that. Um, in fact, actually, I did go to school when I was younger. I was like, nine, I was like no, 20, 20, 21 years old. But I was ignorant at the time because I was making like 35, 40, 35 to 45,000 a month around that time when I was like 21, 22 years old. And um, I said, why well, go to school if I make more money than doctors and attorneys make, which is true. But, but um, that's where my age and my undeveloped mind, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I, but you know, cause I had, I, had a, I had a good spread. I had a good spread for a long time and, and um, so that's that's how I actually started in regular conversation, just to go to law school, um, which was really weird because I was already, you know, late twenties or whatever. I went seven years straight, 
and I I was so overdressed, like like going to undergrad, like HCC, Hillsborough Community College, and then <laughs> and then I was like dressed in suits every day, and I was like the odd person standing out, and USF the same. And ironically, by the time I got to law school, I was finally dressed down, which is funny because law school <laughs> people dress up. It's like ass backwards. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. And then, but when I was at USF, I opened up a marketing company and I sold ads to doctors and attorneys that I, I've done business with. And I paid for a lot of the stuff in during, um, uh, you know, USF time. And then when I got into law school, I reactivated my real estate broker's license because I have all these licenses and I did real estate, real estate full time while I was in uh, law school. So my mm -hmm. mindset is a little bit different because I've always had a lot of bills, a lot of bills, a lot of responsibilities. I've had two kids. I had my first child whenever I was, well, my wife had the baby at 15 when she was 15. And um, so I had to grow up really quick. So my mindset's a tad bit different than most people, I guess. Um, not because of anything, I just had to grow up faster. That's it. Absolutely. No, so you said you were you were 19 when you when you had your your kid? I, sorry, I had. Yeah, yeah, so I was. Uh, my dad was 19, my mom was was 21. I think they breed some kind of different people. When you have young parents or you are a young parent, mm -hmm. it's just that certain type of drive or motivation. And I think that that's kind of what sets you aside and maybe set you aside, especially in law school was, yeah. was seeing that for sure. Actually, I wasn't, I was, I was actually 17 when my daughter was born. My first daughter, 17. My, my, let me see. My wife is 17 when she was pregnant, 18 when I, she had the baby because my wife uh, had the baby. Lawyers when she aren't was that good at math anyways. Lawyers aren't that good at math anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I was, I was under 18 because my, my wife is three years younger than me and she had the baby at 15. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so yeah, so that's how that happened. And she just yeah. said, go be a lawyer. That's so yeah. awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. So, I mean, of course, I was three years on the line. Hmm? Yeah, you didn't even have your associates then. You just went straight in to law school. Like after, like that's like where you wanted to go, like right there. Yeah, like at 31, I'm 40, I'm 41 right now. So at 31, I didn't have anything yet. I just had a uh, business degree. Well, not business degree. I had a business, the school of business, hard knock business. <laughs> and uh, so that's when I got my associates, my bachelor's and my law degree. Um, and I still work full time. I still, I still own the doctor's office. I owned a gym, but when in you know 2008, um, I had to make some changes there, and I've done a lot of different things in my life. I, you know, growing up, I've always done stuff to to generate income and and you know starting a business, a whole bunch of other things, and um, and it was definitely a, a definitely a, <laughs> a different experience yeah. going back to school, also. For sure. So, going, no, knowing business before you went into law school, do you, do you think that it prepared you, knowing that you kind of already knew business going in? Like, do you think that they kind of taught you a lot of how to run a business? Um, I, I feel like I, I feel very comfortable in difficult situations. A lot of people, they feel overwhelmed, especially in law school with the papers and this and that. A lot of people don't work and not saying you, you have to work or not. But I've, I've been in some really bad situations, especially growing up in, in the neighborhood that I grew up in. So there's a lot of things that don't make me nervous. Um, you know, people when people are nervous and they're like, I don't know. They're, they're, listen, I, I've been in situations I've had guns to my head and a whole bunch of other things. 
when I was growing up and I've been in some very peculiar situations. So when I, to me, stress doesn't, it's, it's nothing. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we all stress out at times, but I don't have that same type of, I guess, fear when it comes to that. Like, what is a guy in the suit going to do to me? <laughs> you know, like, like, what is this teacher going to do? Like, oh, he's going to raise his voice. Wow. Okay. You know, <laughs> go home and cry. Like that is a, you know, you got, you got to respect the people regardless. I mean, you're not saying, you know, treat them, you treat everybody with respect, treat everybody nice, but I don't, um, I literally, the way I thought about it and how I thought about school is all I want to do is finish this semester. When I'm done with this semester, I just want to think about the next semester. I don't want to think seven years down the line because a lot of people are like, oh my God, that's a long time. I literally only want to think, let me just finish this semester. Let me see where I'm at and finish the next one. And I chunk them like you're running. Like if you're if you're running, I run to a tree. I'm like, all right, let me. I, now I see the next tree. Let me run to the next tree. And that, that's how I thought about it going forward. And everybody would, would ask me, well, that's a long time. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just going to like March, <laughs> going to <laughs> April. <laughs> you, pace you paced yourself. You know, you set your goals, you paced yourself that way, and and you got there. So, what made you want to open up your own firm here in Tampa? Um. You know, I, I can't work for people well. Like I work with people very well, but I can't work for people well. There's a difference. Um, uh, I, I've been self-employed for 20, 21 years now. Um, I used to work at um, I used to work at a bank a long time ago, and I used to work when I was in uh, right when I finished high school for a little little bit of a like maybe a year, two years, or whatever the case was. And corporate America, I realized, does not work well for me. Um, I was actually, when I worked at the bank, I was getting promoted a lot. I was getting these awards. I was getting money every, this be called pies. They get these bonuses for cross-selling. And they used to make me go to different branches and train other people of how to do, how to be more efficient, how to be, you know, what, what I was doing. The problem was, is that I don't, I didn't get the corporate America idea yet. I would, they would take me somewhere for me to train, to be trained, to be a manager, for example. And I was moving up quickly, but what happens that when some when somebody tells me no, I that doesn't that doesn't stop me. <laughs> like, yeah, like so like, I would go to I would go to a place and they'll like this lady was supposed to train me and she wasn't. So then I would go to her boss and then it wasn't happening. I would go to their boss and I'll go to their boss and I'll go to their boss. And I kept going over all the different tiers that I started talking to the CEO of the bank on a regular basis, I'm like, hey, Dale, what's going on, man? You know, so-and-so, so-and-so are not helping me. And the reason why I'm here is to be there, is to, to be a manager. Uh, so clearly the trickle-down effect gets a lot of people pissed off. <laughs> um, I, you know, I didn't understand that idea. I just, what I knew was I wanted to, I'm there for a reason and I wanted to grow at a certain speed and you're stopping me and that doesn't work for me. So that's why I can't work for, anybody else um i have tons of people that work with in teams i sit on non-for-profit boards i've done a lot of other things and i work great with people i just don't great work great when people tell me you can only do this because that's it yeah, that is yeah. for, for me so what do you think sets you aside other than obviously your unorthodox background and and so forth what sets you hmm. aside and what would you say sets you aside and your firm aside now that you have the platform and you're on here and talking to Tampa, you know, everyone else listening in, thousands of people do listen in and, and to our podcast, to the Facebook cool. Live. 
what sets you aside? Um, I, I think honestly is you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You just got to know other people. This, if you're the smartest person in the room, there's a problem. You should always play, and, and this is just, um, and I did this in law school as well. Uh, never pretend you're too smart. Always, I always play the dumb card. Let me let me tell you that first. Like I on purpose want to play. I let's say I may be the smartest person in that room. I'll never be the smartest person in that <laughs> room on purpose. And people give you information. They talk to you in law school. A lot of my friends are like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you fast." I'm like, yeah, fast is you know whatever, um, because. What happens that when when you're when you're on this this um, pedestal, everybody wants you to fall off the pedestal. It's almost like the underdog idea, right? Like you want people to really help you out, and you want to be able, you want to be genuine with people, and you want to help other people out as well. So what you want to do is you want to be nice to everybody. Be nice to everybody. Be respectful. Never talk above them. The way I see it is, I'm a person like anybody else. Like. I just have a different skill set than other people. What I find that's easy may be very difficult for somebody else, but I'll never talk above that person. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I do not like when people try to talk down to me or ignore me. I don't do the same to other people. And the reason why, because you know, I learn something from somebody every single day. And if people think I'm not approachable, if people think I'm like too big, you know, I'm too that I feel that I'm too important. They're not going to want to approach me. They're not going to want to give me their business. They're going to want to, this guy, you know, this guy's a pain in the ass. So as an attorney, you got to really get your, your, your head out of your own <laughs> yeah. ass. Like seriously, like, <laughs> you're, like seriously, like a lot of attorneys, they, they get so like caught up on oh, an attorney, ah, shake my hand. Well, like, Reyes, hitting it with like, the I love it. Reyes. It's, it's, it's true though. So what happens that I'm the way I am always, I, I've hung out with, people have no money and I've hung out with people that have a lot of money. Now I have quite a bit of money. You know what I'm saying? So like, it doesn't change my personality with other people. Um, of course I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disrespect anybody. I'm not going to, you know, like I treat everybody the same and that's super important because I know so many people that they get out of law school and, or they're in law school and they, they think they're so important that because mm -hmm. they have this new knowledge, they talk down to people that like, Oh, you don't understand. And listen, in my mind, I might be saying, God, that person is not smart, but, <laughs> but, but I, I'll never, ever, ever treat somebody inferior for any reason, because they might, they have a different skill set. They have different experiences that I have that I can learn from them. So that's one thing that I think is, is really important is always be on people's level and you'll see how people want to help you because they see that you're helping them as well. Um, in addition to that consistency above all, I may not be the smartest person, but sure as hell I'm consistent. I will continue to be in persistent. I will continue to knock on your door and knock on your door and knock on your door. If you tell me the door's locked, I'll find a window. You, you know what I'm saying? That if the window's locked, I, I'm gonna look somewhere else. I'm gonna go to your neighbor's house. Like that's my yeah. that's my personality is you find know. A way. Yeah. So no is no. No is not no. No is you don't know enough information to give you to give me the answer I want. So that's the way I think about it. Like it's it's persistence. As long as you're like persistent and you treat people like with respect and you never think you're above anybody else, and you really do treat people with respect, I, you have no idea how far that goes. I mean, there's so many people. Like even tutors, for example. When I was in law school in life, for that matter, 
I literally would would make them feel so important on a regular basis where people would take advantage of them. And even going through uh, law school or even going through uh, USF, you have no idea how many bagels I brought to these to these people. You have no idea how much how much, uh, you know, what I, like I even have massage therapists come and hook them up on free massages and stuff like that. Like I would do whatever it takes for them to make the person that's helping me uh, value that. Like, you know what? Absolutely. Every time this dude comes, he brings like some bagels or brings me this or brings me that or or he calls one of his doctor friends and they hook me up with, with chiropractic and massages, whatever the case is. If you're helping me, I'm going to make sure I help you in some way because when I need you, you're going to pick up the phone. Because yeah. I've been, because I've helped you. Absolutely. No, and I think a lot of it, I would say just being <clears throat> raised by a Hispanic father is a lot with the Hispanic culture. Because I remember my father coming and visiting me in college. And it wasn't my professor saying I was a straight A student that impressed him or, you know, anything like that that impressed yeah. him. It was the cafeteria lunch lady that said, I love your daughter and that she smiles awesome. at me every day and says hello to me and she's so kind and she's always yeah. saying, that. and he said, I did a good job. And then that's when I realized, yeah. you didn't even care about my professor or this or that, all this hard work I do, you really care that I said hi to the, yeah. you, know, at the you know, the lunch lady. And he was like, yeah, because you teach, you should treat everyone like the CEO. And oh. I think a lot of it is just the Hispanic like culture of, of kind of bringing that and, and doing that and so forth. And when I talk to your firm, I get that a lot with the ladies there and yeah. you know, the, they're, they're so, so kind. And a lot of it is teamwork. They love you. They love working for you. So I definitely wanted to say that um, they love. Yeah, we, th that's your, your father's a wise man. I mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you treat even the person that you in your mind, you think is less in your it's they're not uh, they just have a different skill set they're doing work that i don't want to do like like seriously like they're doing stuff that it has to happen i just don't want to do it doesn't mean that they're that i'm better than them by by any means i mean just for example like the same concept the the, the lunch lady that lunch lady can send me a wrongful death case that lady can send me a paraplegic lady. That, that lady can send me whomever and i get to my biggest clients from people you would never think ever would send me like it just you just have to treat people with respect and not for business only, just just have a better quality of life. But you're right. I'm Hispanic as well. I grew up in the Cuban culture. You know, we still do the pig rolls. We still do the, you know, the noche buena. We dance, you know, we, you know, whatever. So, I mean, we still do all that and it's still a great Were time. Born? Were you born here or first generation? Yeah, I was born in New Jersey, but I've been here most of my life. My family, both, um, my wife too, actually, she was born in, in the United States, but my my uh, mom and my dad were born in uh, Cuba, and yeah, so we—that's our—that's how we grew up. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, listen, my mom, growing up, like I wanted to go out places, and she's like, "Yeah, you're gonna cut, you're going to replace the sod, or you're gonna lay some in." <laughs> and if and, do something to have fun, you gotta oh do something to and have fun. And my friends too. They're like, "Oh, you, 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 you go outside. We're gonna have la fiesta del de cemento. We're gonna have la fiesta." Yeah. I'm like, "Mom, but I want to go out. I'm like, I want to go hang out." She's like, "Yeah, you can do that when you're done with all this." Yes. And um, it's a different mindset. Like a lot of people, their parents are scared to tell their kids. It's a different mindset. Um, it instills hard work, and I think that that goes far. I'm not saying people that are not 
Hispanic or ethnic don't have the hard no, work. We're, not that. we're just talking about culture and that's kind of like just yeah. how it is. It's just like, that's kind of what they give off. It's, it's just, they're more caring in, in that sense of when they're talking to people and so forth. And just those principles of my dad, when we were younger of every, yeah. everyone like the CEO, because you never know, you never know who you, you need you or you just don't know. You, you really have no idea who you're going to need in, in yeah. a, in a but now it calls for the last call, the fun part of the the okay. ending or the you know the rest of the show. So it's sure. beyond the bar, and this is the last call, like at the bar. And I'm gonna okay. ask you two questions. Um, before mm -hmm. I do, do you listen to rock and roll before I ask this one? Or are you like familiar with some rock and roll? Or should I ask you like who would you have, have like as a salsa reggaeton? What <laughs> so, artist would you be? What artist would you be? I well, I listen to like, I listen to hip hop a lot, like the old school hip hop, the 90s hip hop, uh, like Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, stuff like that. I grew up on that. And I listen to um, Spanish music and I listen to the um, bachata, uh, Romeo Santos, he's pretty, he's pretty oh, badass. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, love yeah. I was thinking Daddy Yankee though, I don't know. Yeah, Daddy Yankee? <laughs> Oh, uh, it's what? yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't know. And for COVID, this is the last set. So for COVID, what are some hobbies you picked up, or you and your wife and kid have done, or what have you done that you've done, like new things that you've implemented into your life with all this free time we kind of have on our hands, or maybe you don't have well, as much free time. I can tell you that I don't have so much free time. Um, in fact, the firm for the first few months during COVID, we, we hit record numbers every month financially, which is great. And then last month is, it was a little bit slow because the insurance companies are taking advantage of people because they're making bad offers, hoping that people need money for their rent and their, for food. So they're, unfortunately, some people are taking it, some people are not. So, so we followed a lot of- Call Momentum, huh? call Caitlin at Momentum and we'll hook yeah. it up to you. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's getting kind of crazy, right? So one of the things that, one of the things that's been, um, I've, I've started working out a lot more, which is great. I lost uh, 19 pounds since COVID. Um, I've been training once or twice a day. I'm eating better. Uh, in fact, actually, um, I actually got the COVID last week, to be honest with you. And um, oh. so I, I have one more week at my house. So it's, it's um, so I kind of went through this process myself. Oh, no. <clears throat> it's not as bad. It's not as bad. I mean, I think for me, I'm glad I didn't, you know, nothing seriously happened. But I mean, for the first three days, it was, it was tough, I've, you know, but but because of COVID, we unfortunately, as far as personal life goes, we've had to cancel a lot of, you know, we had vacation scheduled. We had we had to cancel. We were supposed to go to Columbia, which didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, beach. I mean, it, it literally has changed our, our worlds. Um, but on the flip note, my business, I've been able to streamline a lot of things. Communication has gotten better. Um, I systemize a lot of things as well. Um, I've, I actually even created a business, a separate business that will be rolling out pretty soon on helping, helping other attorneys how to grow their firms. Um, so that's going to be an online course through Teachable. And we've already, I've already made like eight core, eight classes already, like eight courses. And we're just putting more content. So I, my free time is. I guess it's not, it's not so much, it's not that exciting, I guess. Maybe for me, it's exciting because I love to see that I did this and this happens because of the, that. Um, so well, they it, said right. right, he wrote his best play during one of the, you know, the worst plagues. 
in yeah. the world. So. Yeah, yeah, writing a, you know, we're writing a book, my, me and my wife are writing a, a book about, you know, what to do after law school, stuff like that. So there, there's a couple of different things that I've been working on. I'm like, if I'm going to be home or if I'm going to be working, you know, from home and from the office, I might as well be more productive. Absolutely. Um, because if not, what, I mean, I, I don't like watching TV. Actually, I now I watch TV now a little bit, but I don't, I'm not a big TV person. Yeah. I, um, I prefer being productive personally, which drives a lot of people crazy. No, I'm the same way. It was a, I'm the same way. That's why last week when we talked and I was kind of like out of commission, it was like, I'm a go, 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 go yeah. kind of person. So we were both out of commission last week, but I thank yeah. you so much for being yeah, on taking the time. Thank you. So is there anything you want to say to your team before we end this broadcast? I just wanted to say thank you so much to your firm to you. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for joining me on beyond the bar. Yeah. I, and, and I'm grateful for, for my, my team. And I mean, honestly, without a good team, you don't have anything. I mean, without people that, that you can trust, there's, you don't have anything. I mean, you really do need a good squad of people and supporters and fans, um, to help you through your journey. Um, because even though I may get the recognition from the firm, because I'm the owner of the firm, but honestly, without without a, a strong positive team and support, it's it's never gonna happen. So so I'm very happy about that. And yeah. I appreciate your time and, yeah. and thank you so much for, for inviting me onto your onto your your show. Um, you. I would, if I can get the recording, that'd be great. I'll post it on mine later on. Absolutely. And, um, it's gonna be on a podcast, it's gonna be right, on cool. a live video, we're gonna have it on iTunes. Um, cool. it's gonna be so awesome. Thank you so much, Edward. I really appreciate it.